strange news coming at you live in a couple minutes. Hello, this is Strange News. We're going to get started in a minute. We've got Ashley with us today, my co-host. I am Stan. We've also got the Lizard Man in here today. Say hello, Lizard Man. Yep. If anybody's got any strange local news out there, you should let us know. Put it in the comments section. We like to research strange news and share it with everybody. You ready to get going, Ashley? Yes, I am. Okay, we're going to jump right into the strange news. You're here with strange shenanigans. Not only do we bring you strange news, but if you go over to our uh, Podbean page, you'll find all sorts of good old-fashioned strange stories from throughout history. Always. Right. Got everything from werewolves to aliens to ghost stories, conspiracy theories. Ooh, lots of conspiracy theories. <laughs> Ghosts aren't real. It's mumbo jumbo. I'm telling you. Uh, today's first news comes from the very reliable Miami Herald. <laughs> but they have found a massive creature lurking in an underwater tunnel and discovered a new species. We love it when new species are discovered. This um, creature was discovered in Vietnam. And the animal went largely unnoticed until scuba diving scientists took a closer look and discovered it was a new species. He was in a semi-dark tunnel and they spotted a large sea sponge. Scattered around the rocks and reefs, they collected eight of these sea sponges, so they weren't really hiding that hard. <laughs> they discovered a new type of sea sponge that are massive tubular shaped and sheltered by the bay. They are light green and have 
thick tubes in them. I mean, they're really disgusting looking. They look like a fuzzy version of, you know, the thing on Stranger Things. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's gross. Yeah, they're pretty gross looking. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the ones that like release all their toxic insides whenever there's a predator near them. Yes. Uh. But these ones have a distinct body shape and like new DNA they haven't discovered yet. So they're pretty disgusting looking. But they're finding new information about them because they've also discovered a new type of sponge which is shaggy and purple. <laughs> So, they're finding all kinds of new sponges, and I'm interested in what they come out with these gross-looking ones and the purple ones, because last time we reported to you about sea sponges, these ones ate each other and the things around them. Oh, Scientists were just watching these sponges somehow attack each other, I guess, as sponges do, <laughs> and it was very strange that it was. All right, I got, I got one for you. Uh, scientists make common painkillers from pine trees instead of crude oil. Well, we can yeah. help there. Team of scientists from the University of Bath's Department of Chemistry and Institute for Sustainability have found a way to create two of the world's most common painkillers, practicetamol and ibuprofen, out of one compound found in pine trees. One which is also a waste product from the paper industry. Oh, and they mm. shut us all down. It yeah. is perhaps not widely known that many common pharmaceuticals are manufactured using chemical precursors derived from crude oil. Yum. I'm not really surprised. Right? Mm. Uh, presenting a niche sustainability challenge as the world's targets net zero, which is not going to happen. But, uh, <laughs> so it's pretty cool. It's two common everyday painkillers that can now be derived from paper mill runoff, essentially. That's oh, pretty wow. neat. That'd be really convenient to have known that uh, a few years ago when all of our towns in Maine went bankrupt. Yeah, because they <laughs> shut all the paper mills down <laughs> and moved them to, to, to China. Uh, what do you got, Ashley? Um, SpaceX just launched a groundbreaking dark energy mission. So we all love SpaceX. Right? Yeah, of course. We all have yeah. mixed feelings. They just launched their SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket from Florida to begin a 1.5 billion mission. It must be nice to be able to say 1.5 billion in your news. Right. <laughs> um, to answer the question about the unseen forces driving the expansion of the universe. They are sending out a new telescope and it will observe billions of galaxies during its six-year survey of the sky, measuring their shape and positions, and they think they're going to go back 10 billion years or more than 70% of cosmic history. Elon's looking for space techniques to fight Zuckerberg with. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> right? He want, he, he's trying to enlist the help of Zorp. So let's see what else, you know, let's see what else they discover. Right. They've discovered their the James Webb Telescope has discovered some insane things oh, right? down to the the organisms that live in Venus's clouds. Yeah. So they've already discovered organisms life living in clouds in space. I can't imagine what else they're going to discover with better technology. Right. This one's from the Smithsonian Magazine. Uh, Maya canoe found in underwater cave may have been used for rituals. A well-preserved Maya canoe found in 
A Mexican freshwater cave may have been placed there as part of a ritual marking an entrance to the underworld. Uh, researchers announced in a statement from Mexico's National Institute of Anthropology and History. Divers discovered the canoe in 2021 near the Chichen Itza, an ancient Maya city in Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. Uh, the vessel was located 15 feet below the surface of a sinkhole filled with fresh water. Uh, it's the first intact canoe found in the Maya region. Researchers have been examining it on site since then. It's pretty cool. It's really cool. It's always fun to find an old canoe. Always. <laughs> Speaking of finding old stuff, they just found a giant... 300,000 year old hand axe that were found at an ice age site in England. Awesome. And the headline says, scientists can't work out why they are so big. <laughs> Let's hear it. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so they found two giant hand axes and prehistoric sediment. And the tools clearly are more than 300,000 years old. And they think they may have been used as part of demonstrations of strength and skills. Jokes on them. They were probably just using them. And right. they're just like, because they can't pick them up, we're going to read way too much into this. But they found these two hand axes along with 800 other artifacts that were buried on a hillside in Kent. And they describe these tools as giants. They're not, though. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It's a, it's a stone axe head. Of course you'd want it to be bigger, because once you break the, the blade off of it, you got to chip a new blade out of it. Well, it says they are so big, it's difficult to imagine how they could have been easily handled. Yeah, I ain't buying it. <laughs> but they're, they're pretty neat, and I'm sure they'll find more stuff, but then we get to speculate wildly about giants in England, so this is fantastic news. I've got one for Ashley here. Spiders the size of softballs lurk deep inside abandoned mines in Mexico. Shoot me now. Mine spiders have been seen have seen a surge in popularity recently, as many are realizing for the first time that some of the planet's most impressive arachnids live their whole lives in dark and remote places. <clears throat> well, there isn't just one genus of cave-dwelling arachnids. There is a host of impressive spiders to be found in caves and mines, and they surely only become more appealing when humans abandon them. Oh, yes. <laughs> spiders are very appealing. No, the caves to the so spiders. So we're going to just put a flamethrower rid of the entrance, right? And just shh them all? No. Yes. No. Yes. Now I can't read anymore. Keep going. Your turn. Lizard actually. Man's got something. Lizard man, speak up. Mine's much less scientific than the last few. <laughs> uh, so this is a conspiracy theory that birds aren't real. I'm reading this article at MY Times on MY Times. Uh, Peter, I can't pronounce his name. What does it say? McIndo. McIndo, the 23-year-old creator of a viral birds aren't real movement is ready to reveal what the effort is really about in pittsburgh Mem memphis and los angeles massive billboards recently popped up declaring birds aren't real <laughs> on instagram and tiktok birds aren't real accounts have racked up hundreds of thousands of followers and youtube videos about it have gone viral last month birds aren't real adherents even protested outside 
Twitter's headquarters in San Francisco <laughs> to demand that the bird changes logo, to demand that the company changes logo. The events were all connected uh, c- connected by a Gen Z fueled conspiracy theory, which post-its that birds don't exist and are really drone replicas installed by the U.S. government to spy (laughs) on Americans. Absolutely they are. (laughs) Hundreds of thousands of people have joined the movement wearing birds aren't real t-shirts, swarming rallies, and spreading the slogan. I love everything about this. Oh, Gen Z. What are we going to do with you? What won't explain all the history of birds and dinosaurs if birds weren't real. I love that. I love that some guy whose trust fund just kicked in was like, what am I going to do with all this? It, it might smack of QAnon, the conspiracy theory that the world is controlled by an elite cable of child trafficking Democrats. Well, that's true. Except <laughs> that the, bird, the creator of birds aren't real and the movement and the movement's followers are in on a joke they know that birds are in fact real and that their theory is made up what birds aren't really are aren't what birds aren't real truly is they say is a parody uh, social movement with a with a purpose and a post-truth world dominated by online conspiracy theories young people have Co- I can't read this. This is like so bad, badly written. I don't know. Maybe it's well written. I'm just not good at reading. <laughs> it says young people have coalesced around the effort to thumb their nose at fight and poke fun at misinformation. It's Gen Z's attempt to upend the rabbit hole of absurdism. This is just like completely I feel like opinionated. We just made up a word right, there. right, exactly. But. They, they, they pretty much just use a bunch of big words to say they're being shitty, snotty teenagers, essentially. Well, I like the protest part that mm-hmm. they're actually protesting the government because more people should do that. But you said that's one thing I admire about France. Right. Is, yeah, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff France does, but what I do agree with is when they change something, people don't like how much the people lose their shit and actually and react revolt. to it. Right. I love it. The revolution and we don't do anything yeah well, we might what, what do we do when we get mad we like break small businesses windows and start riots that accomplish nothing right like and that's and, what we and do for, we in france when they, when they installed uh 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 speed checks auto, automatic speed checks on the highways literally everybody who saw one vandalized it and then stopped all traffic on the highway yeah <laughs> that's yeah. the way to do it people Hurting your small town business does nothing but yeah. hurt your small town. Vandalize all the speed traps. Now I'm on your side. <laughs> Cutting off the hierarchy's heads. That will also. Yeah, that's not. That's that not could a, work. Yeah. <laughs> the French Revolution. Yeah, but I mean, that was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys know where your emu is? My emu? Yeah. It's my back pocket where it belongs. Well, just recently in Kansas, they had to round up a loose emu. It was pretty tragic. In the Shawnee County, the sheriff's office, their deputies were called to round up the emu just north of Chopeka. Topeka. Uh, yeah. 
A later update revealed the officials were able to find the owner and reunite them with their emu. I'm sorry, there's no emu sound effect on Podbean. No, have to talk no to them emu. About those. He was found <laughs> wandering loose on the road. So they found the emu first, then had to find the random Topeka owner who owned said emu. So the lesson of this is always know where your emu is. Right. You know, when you're driving on the road, there's some signs that say like, do you know where your baby is? Which is crazy for people who apparently forget their baby in the back seat. We need those that say, do you know where your emu is? Right. Because apparently people are just randomly losing their emus. Oh. What do you got for news, Stan? Oh, the Snail Racing World Championship make post-pandemic return. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> a snail racing event making its return this weekend in England has been awarded a Guinness World Record as the longest-running humane snail racing world championship. I love it. It says humane. Like the snails had a choice. <laughs> right. The Snail Racing World Championship in Congham, England are returning Saturday after being suspended in 2020 due to the pandemic. The event was t founded by Tom Illes in uh, the 1960s after attending a snail racing event in France. The Guinness World Records has now named the annual event the longest-running humane snail racing <laughs> world championships. The race features snails attempting to cover a distance of 13 inches. <laughs> the world record of 22 seconds was set by a snail named Archie in 1995. Ooh, go Archie! The top prize in the race is a tankard of lettuce. Oh my gosh, I love that! <laughs> that is amazing! <laughs> so if you win the snail race, you too can have some free lettuce. Well, it's for your snail, it's not for you. Did anybody beat uh, Usain Bolt's record for fastest man? I don't know. Put that baby in a photograph of babies I don't care about. <laughs> July 7th. Wallaby on the loose in Oklahoma. In after Oklahoma. dog opens his gate. <laughs> A wallaby is on the loose in Oklahoma, and the animal's owner said a dog might be to blame for the escape. <laughs> so, I wish I was kidding, but this guy's name is Gil Gilbreth. <laughs> he operates petting zoos for his church, and his wallaby roo escaped from his backyard and has been seen hopping loose in Blanchard. <laughs> Only in America are you like, we need to get more people in the church. How can we do this? We need a wallaby! So his dog likes to play with his wallaby and unfortunately <laughs> let him out of the fence. Everything sounded weird and awkward about that sentence. His and dog likes to play Ru with his wallaby. fled into the woods. So Rue has had enough of it. He's ready to be in the wild. The police have been trying to use a drone to locate Rue, but so far, Rue's not having any of it. They have not found Rue. So... The coyotes probably have though. <laughs> if you if you live in Oklahoma, please look out for a wallaby. <laughs> he is missing. And his puppy misses him. <laughs> uh, uh, there was this uh, thing I found a little while ago. I don't know if I can find the article. Uh, I will, but it was like about a hedgehog uh, mistaking a bear's anus for its den. <laughs> And the bear was blind, so I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Terrifying. You got anything else for us, Ashley? I do. 
Maybe. Um, I have another free animal one. Yeah. Because that seems to be happening a lot this week. I think it's due to, you know, people being stupid in the summer and drunk. This one is, a peacock is on the loose after being freed by a pony. <laughs> <laughs> a white peacock is on the loose in a Quebec town, eh? After being released from its barn by a pony. Uh, our youngest daughter would probably appreciate that <laughs> sentence more than anybody in all of human history. Graham Batty, whose hobby farm is home to about 40 animals, said he looked out his window last week and saw the two white peacocks he purchased two years ago wandering loose on his back lawn. <laughs> he determined his pony, Sparkles, <laughs> had let the peacocks out of the barn by unlocking the stall door with sparkles, her nose. Sparkle, <laughs> He was able to capture one of the peacocks and I kid you not, they wrote this, but the other flew the coop. <laughs> <laughs> the bird was at my neighbor's house for about three or four days. He tried to catch it, and he still hasn't caught his other peacock. Oh, no. He lost his peacock. <laughs> his peafowl. Okay. AI robots make bold claim at UN conference. They are ready to run the world. Woo! Good for them. <laughs> At a United Nations conference, a panel of AI-enabled humanoid robots delivered a thought-provoking message. As robots <laughs> they, do. They possess the potential to govern the world more effectively than humans. Who saw this one coming, right? <laughs> However, these social robots emphasize the need for caution as humanity explores the rapidly advancing realm of artificial intelligence. Even the robots are telling us to stop. <laughs> They're like, this has gone too far. You need to stop this. While they acknowledge their inability to fully comprehend human emotions, they urge humans to tread carefully while harnessing AI's potential to address pressing global challenges. With the aim of leveraging AI to tackle issues like climate change, hunger, social care, these advanced humanoid robots attended the UN's AI for Good Global Summit in Geneva alongside thousands of experts in the field. Oh, dear lord. <laughs> this is just... This is my worst nightmare. I have been talking about robots constantly and everybody's like, you're overreacting. It's just nuts. Now we have the... The, the robots are saying that, hey, we do a better job. You hiring? The robots have come out. I like that they're tell the the ones that exist tell us, "Hey, we could we could fix humanity, but don't make many any more of us that are better because they know that with the more advanced they get, the less likely they are and the more controls we put into them that they're not going to be able to propose things like running the human race." This is so stressful. Go ahead. Um speak up. Okay, I have one. It's uh, titled, Mysterious Flying Creature Keeps Pounding on o Okla Family's Back Door. Carol Dillon of Oklahoma City said her family has repeat, repeat, repeatedly been awakened in the middle of the night by a loud banging on her back door. I thought it was some, I thought somebody was hitting baseballs against the house. Then it, it started sounding like basketballs, Dillon told k4 tv dylan's home security camera recorded unclear footage of a flying creature she believes to be a bat but micah holmes of the oklahoma department of wildlife conservation said it could also be a large moth 
this is a good year for moss because it <laughs> it's been pretty wet for the summer home said this is the time of the year they're out and trying to mate the state is home to multiple species of large insects including luna sphinx sphinx and poly Polyphemus moss. moss. If it is a, a bat, keep in mind bats eat a lot of insects, mosquitoes, and other things that we don't like, Home said. Bats do serve a purpose, and they won't hurt you either. Alex well, how, Hartman, how does a bat or a moth make a sound as loud as a basketball hitting your house? They might be exaggerating that. They have to be. Either they're exaggerating or... Mothman. Or, or it's Mothman, moth. yes, yes. It's Moth Miniman. I've seen their pretty big moths. I, I know, know, but maybe. they don't have any weight to them. They're a moth. They fly. So being able to make that sort of impact wouldn't happen. Maybe. I have a Texas man who allegedly disappeared eight years ago was living with his mother the whole time. <laughs> this is the weirdest case I've ever read. So maybe we're going to have to make it a strange shenanigans whole episode once more details come out because he was just found it's so strange so his name is rudy ferris he has made international headlines so i'm sure you've all heard his name he has been located safe in this houston home after he went missing in march 2015 when he was 17. his mother said at the time that her son was receiving the care he needs to overcome his trauma but at this time he is nonverbal and was not able to communicate with us however Police in Houston have now said he actually came home a day later after he was reported missing. Rudy, he's now 25, has been seen coming and going from the house for over a years. But the mother always told the police that it was her nephew, not her son that went That's missing. so weird. <laughs> yeah, so Lieutenant Zamra of Houston said that Ferris was not missing during this whole 18-year period. In fact, both Rudy's mother and Rudy himself gave fictitious names while interacting with various patrol officers. After investigators talked with him the day before, it was discovered that he returned home the following day, as in the day after he was reported missing. <laughs> and then the mom is still continuing to say that Rudy is still missing and she's admit that he's gone. It says local prosecutors so far have declined to press a case against the mother or the son. And the police did not offer a motive for the pair's really weird actions. Yeah, that's strange. But Rudy's home. <laughs> he's been home for eight years. And Mom's been saying it's her nephew, not her missing son that everyone's searching for. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe for attention? I don't I know. Guess it's, so. it's very Maybe she's got much housing by proxy. Maybe. Oh. Strange news if there ever was any. Right? Freaking weirdos. And that's all we have for you today, folks. This has been the Strange Shenanigans Show with Ashley, Lizard Man, and Stan. You can find us on Twitter and Pobbean under The Strange Show. And make sure to find us under Strange Shenanigans on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Patreon. Good episode. Everybody stay strange, folks.